What's up, podcast? On this episode, I take it way back to when I first started airing episodes. I first started on YouTube, so there was a couple that I didn't get onto the new platform because I am far from tech savvy and it's taken me a while to learn how to do so. But now I've downloaded it and I've got the audio. So now I'm uploading the episode where I interviewed my fiance, Crystal Cooper, where we talk about her life growing up as a teen, being in abusive relationships, being a witness to abusive parents, well, her parents being in abusive relationships and the cycle that she went through and that she kept going through until she started training jujitsu. So this is an awesome one to empower women for your daughters to listen to and also for us males to take note on how we should not treat women and hopefully gain knowledge of how to treat them better and get to know them better uh, and how their feelings are and how they and how they they think and what what they need from us males as positive role models in their life so i really hope you enjoy take a listen and uh, let me know what you think between 13 and 14 you had that those puppy love those not those fun relationships and then during that same time, more later on to the 14-year-old um, yourself, you met baby daddy. Yes. So would you mind taking us down that road? Yeah. Um, I met him when I was 13. And it was honeymoon stage, you know. It was, mm-hmm. I fell pretty hard for the guy. He... I was 14 when we started that relationship and he was the guy of my dreams pretty much. Um, and shortly after, yeah, I, I think 14 turning 15, I got pregnant. Okay, so let's back up a little bit before we get to that point. So you were just saying that between 13 and 14 you had been in other relationships. Mm-hmm. So what was different about this guy that that you made you describe him in that manner compared to the relationships before where you said his guy, your dreams, you fell hard in love with him. What was it about him that made him different from the ones before? What he would tell me. Um, Just told me everything that I wanted to hear and things that I needed to hear at that age. Mm -hmm. Made me feel special, made it feel like he was the one because he was telling me all these things and making me feel these ways. So looking back, the guys before, did they not tell you those things or maybe didn't tell you as much? Um, no, it was, I think when baby daddy told me it was more on a deeper level. Um, the other relation, I was in junior high, it was just, it was, I don't think I was being told those things. No, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember. Mm-mm. And how do you think he knew to say those things? I think it's real important mm-hmm. for young women to know that. Because like, some guys are a little bit more experienced than others. Do you think he was genuine when he was telling you those things? Or do you think he was playing a game? 
Um, thinking back, I don't think, I think it was more the chase. I think it was the game. It was, I don't think he was capable at that time to really feel what he was saying. Uh, he was older than me, so I'm sure that wasn't, I wasn't his first rodeo. How much older? He was three and a half, three and a half years older. Okay, so you're 13 going on 14. He's 17 going on 18. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that would explain. Yeah. <laughs> that would explain a lot. a little bit. <laughs> Do you think that had a big um, part in your attraction to him because he was older as well? Did that play a big role? Yeah. I was, I was, I liked that he was older. I was, yeah. And what exactly did you like about him being older that made him more attractive? I felt like he was, he acted and carried himself a certain way. And I felt like he was a little bit more mature than than the kids that were the guys that were my age. Mm -hmm. And so I got attracted to that. You know, I'm 14, I was 14. I was like, oh, he's older, you know, like just... Was it, so was it a status boost as well? Yes. To be able to say, well, I'm with an older, an older guy? Yeah, I was a freshman, he was a senior. I, I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was cool, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're, you're absolutely right on that, and I just, that's what I want to stress to the young women out there, that... They, they may find that attractive, but just to be very aware that they could also be, you know, falling under this guy's years and years of experience that he has that now he's using on them just to get what they want. Yeah. Do you think that's what was happening with you and that and your relationship there? Was he strictly just getting what he wanted or was there some part of him that did like you and have strong feelings for you? I think it was... Um... It was a little bit of both. I think he did have those strong feelings. He just doesn't, I think he just didn't know. He himself was repeating a cycle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, looking back on it now, you're kind of thinking he's probably been through the same thing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do feel like he did care for me, but I also feel like he didn't know how to care for me, mm -hmm. in a sense. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. That he wanted to, he just he didn't know how. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then for him, it's like, he gets to start over, especially when he's, when he's going with, I wouldn't say it's all, just because you're younger, you're less experienced, but in that case, he's probably searching for less experienced, you know, yeah. young women when it came to relationships this way. He gets to play his game each time, starting fresh, right? Yes. So, how long was the, did the relationship go in that honeymoon period, that honeymoon stage you talked about, where it was all sunshines and rainbows, you guys were lovey-dovey, loved each other. When did you start, what were the kind of the first few signs that you seen that it wasn't exactly what you had thought it may be? Um, he was, I mean, he told me the right things. He did everything right. But it was other people like, oh, well, he was, you know, here and he was there and he did, he's with this person. And it was more other people telling me. Um, uh, I want to say 
It was like a year. I mean, people were telling me within that year, but it was just like, you know, I'd go to him and I'd be like, no, babe, you're the only mm. one, you know? So I was just like, oh, they're just haters. <laughs> but yeah, it was, the honeymoon stage was about a year. And when you said you had people telling you he was here, he was there, did that mean he was out and he wasn't supposed to be and he was just lying to you about being out? Or were there things he was doing while he was out in those places? Um, I mean, we never, I don't think, I don't remember us saying, like, you can't go to that place. It was early in a relationship. Um, but I do remember, like, um, there was times where he, I knew he was at a party, but I wasn't at the party. And then that's when I would hear, like, oh, well, he was with her at the party. And was, he would tell me he was at the party, you know? So it wasn't like he was lying that he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But it was just the things that were happening while he was there. Okay, so the main things that were bothering you wasn't hearing that he was out. It was what he was doing while he was out. Yes. And and did it have to do with any behaviors like drugs, drinking that bother you? Or was it strictly just about seeing him, well, other people seeing him with it was just other that. women? Mm-hmm. And when you heard that, you said you, you had no problem confronting him about it? No. At that time... When you were confronting him, was there any, like, fear to do it or nervousness? Or you're like, hey, that's my love. I can go talk to him about anything and he's going to be honest with me? No, it was more like I went up to him just to ask, just to get the question over with because he wouldn't have done that. Oh, you know what? Uh, Jane Doe told me this. And it wasn't like, did you do it? It was like, oh, she told me this. And then, like, it would be like she's crazy or whatnot it wasn't like me like well i heard this and i heard that like what the fuck you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't i didn't approach it that way because oh no he loves me he wouldn't wouldn't so how long did that go on for how many times (sighs) did you hear it how many that went on since day one i mean until the end but obviously as things happen and things progress like it just um I don't know. I started obviously believing it. Because he started slipping up in, in certain mm-hmm. ways? Or just because so many people can't be lying about it or wouldn't be lying about it? I think all of it. And then the things that he would tell me would slowly kind of go away. And it wasn't as intense. And you just feel it. You feel it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Especially Santa Barbara being such a small town. Mm-hmm. There's really no way to be out and about and, you know, have secrets if you're kind of putting them out there. Yeah. And did that affect your friendships that you may have had? Like, because I'm sure a lot of friends were coming to you about about this, right? Trying to warn you mm-hmm. about this guy, hey, he's no good. Or he's... Um, I had like a couple close friends, but... Either he was smart to not do it in front of them, or I don't know. I think he was. He went, I mean, we hung around the same circle, so I, I don't think he ever did it in front of them. It was more people that were like acquaintances to me. Mm-hmm. So it made it less believable at that time. But yeah, as it progressed, the more and more, and I think it was just, it was so many different kinds of, so many different acquaintances that it was, you know, come on. <laughs> So what 
ended up happening from that when you finally said, hey, did you just say enough is enough and dump him and move on or, and then, mm. or what exactly happened from the relationship after you said, this has to be true? I was already in deep by that time. By the time I um, kind of figured it out, years had gone by. Mm -hmm. And did you make up your mind that, oh, I'm going to try to work it out with him? Uh, after you believe that, okay, this guy is cheating on me and he's been cheating on me since the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. What was going through your mind? Was it, I need to leave this guy? Because he's no good for me? Or was it, I need to make it work? I mean, you're at this time, you're what, 14, 15, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The... I'm trying to put a timeline on like how long it's... Well, whatever the time, but what was your mindset, at least when it got to that point then? Because we could either say we're between 14 and 16, right? Right. Um, repeat the question because I'm trying to think of so much. What was your mindset after you, at that, you, after you accepted that, okay, this guy's been cheating on me since day one? Oh, yeah. We would go through m many breakups, you know? Um, and it was always him begging, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it again. And Going back to saying the things that you wanted to hear? Yeah. Thing. And him acting that same way that got me getting all up into him, mm -hmm. you know, all in love. And at that time, did you see that pattern and just choose to ignore it? Or did you not even really see that pattern? You were too mm -hmm. in it. I was, I, I mean, I was young. I didn't know that there was a pattern. I mm -hmm. didn't know that it was how people say like, oh, just repeating the cycle. I didn't, I had no idea what that meant. All I knew was. I broke up with this guy and he's, I love him and um, he wants me back and he's, he tells me he, all these things all over he again. He means it this he time. He means it and he's like, he's just pouring his heart and soul into it and he's, and I believed it mm -hmm. and I went back. So, so let's really touch base on that because I, I want, um, I want young ladies to know, do you feel he was being genuine in those moments? We you know where he's coming to tears and he's crying or do you think it was all an act or do you think it was both it was both it's like that saying where you don't know what you got until it's gone mm -hmm. yeah there's times where he was like oh shit this time she's really gonna leave you know mm -hmm. and then once he had like the cycle goes like once he knew he had me that was in deep he'd do it again you know like it was just over and over and over and what's at the during the cycle you guys were in is that when you ended up finding out you were pregnant with his child um it was no it happened like this cycle happened throughout it wasn't like I was listening like I was hearing this every week every weekend it was like sporadic you mm -hmm. know um, by the time I got pregnant when I got pregnant that's when it really I, that's when I started hearing it. I didn't really hear it that much when before I got pregnant. It was more when I was pregnant. What age was that? I was uh, 15. 15. I was, I turned, I had just turned 15 um, the month I got pregnant. 
So do you think that had a big thing to do with it where you said you didn't really notice it before, but I keep hearing you talk about where he knows he had you mm-hmm. and then the relationship would start going downhill. So the fact that he had you pregnant now, is that why you think it took such a big leap into being a negative relationship? Because now he felt he had you and you weren't going to go anywhere? Yeah, like when we were talking about it going back and forth, back and forth, and it just repeating, that was included. Like I was pregnant, had his kid, and you know, Mm -hmm. all those life um, stuff happened. So yeah, um, the more, I mean, I got pregnant, did da da da, and then yeah, so just, he probably, oh, she has my kid, she's pregnant. So at, at 15, you're pregnant for the first time with, uh, with his child. What's your mindset at that time with, with, with regards to him and your relationship? Is like, cool, this is going to make everything right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm pregnant now. Like we're having a baby. Mm-hmm. Things are going to be different. Yeah. White cricket fans, dog in the yard. White cr- yeah. I'm 15. And then you said, during that time, back and forth, relationship, same cycle. When did it start to get really bad? Um, as far as like the verbal and emotional? The, you've said that that's kind of been happening the whole time. Yeah. But when did it turn physical? It turned physical when I was 18. I had moved out of town to go to beauty school. And um, I had really bad separation anxiety with my kid. So he wanted, he didn't move with me. So one weekend I came and I was ready to go. He asked me all weekend, like, can you just leave him here? Like, I really want to spend the week with them until next weekend you can pick him up. And I was like, oh no, like, okay, I'll try, I'll try. And so that time came when I was packing up my car and I was just like, I can't, like, I can't leave him. Like, I have to take my son with me. I can't. I just can't, I couldn't, like it just hurt me. And so he just, he yelled at me, told me like, you told me like you can leave him here, da da da, like, and all of a sudden, like in a blink of an eye, like I just remember him being on top of me and just like as if I was like, like just throwing bows, like I was just, I had no, I was scared, I didn't, you know, that was the first time. That he had you on the ground on your back and he was mounted on top of you? Mm-hmm. That he ever hit me, that he ever forgot. He never even pulled my hair, never slapped me, never pushed me and, until that moment. So it went from verbal, emotional, and then like you said, in a blink of an eye, one day it turned physical when there were no, no signs of that ever happening before? Yeah, no signs. There was nothing. And this was three years into the relationship. And growing up, you had been in fights, you know, through school, through junior high. So it's not like you were new to fists coming at you. But what was the major difference with it being um, somebody you love and the father of your child on top of that? It was, I... I couldn't even piece together what was happening. I, in that moment, I, he had a look in his 
face I remember that like I'd never seen before and I was scared I thought I was gonna die I, I just said okay okay and I he kind of I remember him getting up and just kind of like having like oh shit what the fuck did I just do and he just kind of got up and kind of w walked back and I grabbed my kid and like ran to the car locked myself in and I was just so scared like I was shaking I couldn't drive I couldn't so it was just like I had no I couldn't even put together what had happened you know it was just no thought was in my head yet it took me like like days later where I was like holy shit like what am I gonna do like I just after I was able to calm down I just left I went back to Palm Springs and tried to put together my thoughts and you know at the same time he's calling me crying and begging me to come back like he you know like we're I think both trying to figure out what the fuck just happened mm -hmm. so yeah it wasn't like that instant I knew you know like no it was I, it, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea how to feel. And then when he's calling you, crying, come back, come back, is it, are you having those same feelings again, just like you would do it any other time before? Like, okay, well, this time is going to be different. He never did this before, so it's new to him. He, mm -hmm. he knows he really uh, fucked up, so now he's going to change. He realizes that he needs to change. Was that what was going through your mind? Um, I definitely wasn't thinking, like, I don't, uh, I was trying to also understand, like, what was going through his head. Like, oh, maybe he thought I was trying to take his kid away. Like, trying to, like, make all these excuses for him. Um, but when he, yeah, when he begged me back, I was trying to understand. I was genuinely trying to make it like, okay, like, well then where, where do we go from now? Like I, I was still scared to be around him. Like I didn't want to go into town that next weekend. Um, so I was still trying to figure out if that was the last time. I want to jump forward real quick to where your mindset is now. Okay. Looking back on on something you when you just touched base with was that you were trying to make make sense of what you may have done wrong in order to make him act that. Mm -hmm. Where do you think you got that from? Why would you think looking back that you would even have thought that way? That must have been something you did to provoke it. I think it goes back to what I would see as a child. You know, like, mm -hmm. I hate to be as cliche, but it's repeating the cycle. My parents went through that. My mom went through that with my father. So it was kind of like, it was an, a norm in a sense. Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't something completely shocking where I've never seen it before in my life. But I remember what my mom would say and what my mom had to go through and I I guess looking back that's that's exactly what I did so yeah you're because you grew up seeing it it was kind of just like well that's what a relationship is 
not necessarily what a relationship is, but it was, mm, it wasn't impossible. Like it happens? Like it happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what could you say to, you know, 15 year old, 16 year old female in your position? You know, she may be in that position right now and, and her parents, she grew up watching her parents, you know, be abused or be abusive to each other. What advice can you give those young women about who have seen it before and are now experiencing with their relationships? After everything you've learned and where you are at today, what's some advice you could give them on? That's a hard one. I mean, it's to just tell someone, oh, this is how your life is supposed to be. It's kind of hard to just, you know, but it's, you, you deserve, it's like, you deserve more. If, I, it's hard to like, really like give advice to someone, mm -hmm. especially if it's someone that's going through it. It's, I could. Okay, well, what advice would you give yourself? Um, that even though it seems impossible right now, moving on is going to be like the best thing for you. And it happens and it's better on the other side. That's... That's good. Just believe it, right? Yeah. You know you got in a shitty situation here, at least attempt to move on and what's, what's the worst that could happen from that. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> this is between 18 and 20 roughly that the first time that this happened. Yeah. It was but it 18. wasn't the last? No. After that, it just... Um, I don't remember really like what happened the next time after the first time. Um, but it was kind of like a norm thing. Like, it started being a normal thing. Um, for I, less serious? For way less. Like, I didn't freaking fold the laundry. Slap. Like, in bloody nose and like throwing a towel at me don't be getting it on my fucking carpet kind of stuff like it just got to that point and do you start going down lower and lower self-esteem with yourself and yeah because it wasn't just physical abuse it was emotionally he would tell me things that like no one's gonna want you like I barely even want you. And this is a guy that I thought I loved and fathered my child and telling me all this, like brainwashing me in a sense and making me believe it. Like, you have no body, look at you. Like, just, you know, stuff like that that just broke me down to where I felt like I can't be with anybody else. I mean, where, where am I gonna go? Like, I can't tell anybody about this if I leave him. Like, my parents are gonna know, my brothers are gonna know, like, my family's gonna know. Like, I can't do it. So I just stayed like, okay, so he hurts me. He's not killing me. And what, what was the, 
what was the big deciding factor for you to say? Because let's say you did believe no one would ever want you other than this guy who barely wants you. Well, what's stopping you from just saying, okay, well, I'd rather be alone than not with this guy. Like, how did I get there? No, why did you, even if you believe that you, that nobody else was going to want you, what made you say, okay, I'm going to stay in this relationship then, even though this stuff is happening, rather than just being alone then? It was a number of things. It was, yeah, I didn't want to be alone. I, wa I really, like, deep down inside, really wanted him to change. And maybe this is a phase. Um, and I wanted my son to have a mom and a dad. You know, um, it was just a number of things running through my head. I mm -hmm. made up all these excuses of why I couldn't leave. And, and it kind of sounds like what the biggest factor is, is which... I think a lot of people in bad relationships stick with it because they'd rather deal with that than be alone. Mm -hmm. you know, that's, a, yeah. that's a scary thought. But it's, it's a true one and it's happening a, a lot. Yeah. So if you don't mind, would you be open to telling a couple more stories of when the abuse got real bad? Um, it I was, think it's important for, for you know, the young women to hear it. There's just, it was more like, there wasn't like weapons involved. It was more like pinning and um, throwing blows. It was times where I had, uh, there was this one time where he was driving my car and I don't know what it was that upset him, but he got pissed. So he started driving the car a little bit faster, hit me really freaking hard and then um, unbuckled me. He put on the brake and like really hard and I slammed my head into the windshield and it actually like, like had like, it broke. Um, and he got out of the car, the car was still rolling. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, that, that was one of the bad moments. <laughs> and then from that time, was that one of the pivoting moments where you said, okay, enough is enough? Or did it repeat the cycle and, and yeah. stay together a while longer? Um, yeah, I mean... I would, God, I don't remember what happened right after that, but yeah, it pretty much repeated. Like he had it, he just, I just couldn't leave. Now that I think of it, like, what an idiot, you know, like fucking leave. But back in my head, like I, it just was so hard. Cause yeah, like those were fucking fucked up moments. But there was also like a side that I would get that I was like, those are the moments I want. You know, and like when he, he, at that time, he never touched my kid. He never hit him. He never yelled at him. He never spanked him. He was good to him. So I stayed for those moments. And like when we would all go somewhere, he was a good dad. So it was like, those were the moments that like kept me like going. So he, 
he seemed like he was a good, if not good, at least decent father. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, we know whether you have a good mother or a good father, if the parents, and it doesn't even have to be an abusive relationship, but if they just have stopped loving each other, that it's not right to just try to keep a relationship together just yeah. for the children. Yeah, but I was young. I thought that was, you know, I had no idea about that. So when, what, I mean, you're not with them anymore, obviously. No. Right? So, but he loves me. <laughs> just waiting for that phone call. <laughs> you have a collect call, bro. <laughs> so what was the moment then? What finally made you know, young Crystal Cooper say, well, fuck this. This shit ain't gonna happen anymore. Jiu-jitsu. And to jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Um, yeah, I... When I started, I didn't plan... Okay, so I started so that I wouldn't get beat up anymore. Um, did you look, like, actively look for something? Like, I'm tired of getting beat up, so... Mm -mm. I'm going to look for something to stop, or did it come to you? No, I mean, Bill and Jeff, they were into jiu-jitsu since I can remember. Um, Bill Bill and Jeff being for the people that don't know you, that may be listening to (laughs) this. Yes. So, um, they started... I remember going to Paragon one time and picking up Bill... And Frangia was like, Chris, get on the mat. And I was like, yeah, nah. You know, Frangia. Frangia is the owner of Paragon. <laughs> so I was just watching. And then like when he told me to get on and I got on the mat, I was like, oh, you know, like I kind of liked it. But then looking and like I could see people like mounted over people and like just the way they were rolling and getting out. I was like, dude, I can fucking do that. Mm-hmm. I can get out of it. You know, like I don't have to get hit anymore. So you were a quick adopter of it? There was no hesitation? Because I know for a lot of people, including myself, it, you know, I would, I, it, it didn't entice me to go when I would see it. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing it, was that was my thought process, was my relationship. Um, actually doing it, um, that was harder. Mm-hmm. There was times where I'm like, fuck this shit, you know, but... It was part of me that said that, and it's part of me like, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. You know, I'm, I'm going to get it. So, Frangia tells you, hey, Crystal, get on the mat, because you were going there and watching training happening, picking up your brothers, or just watching your brothers. Mm-hmm. And when he says, hey, come get on the mat, you're like, oh, no problem, Frangia, I'm, I'm right on it? Or does no, it take I was like, like, no, no thanks. He's like, uh-huh. no, Crystal, get on the mat. Nope. I'm good. Why no? Why why would you tell him no if you're saying, you're thinking, I'm hey, thinking this will probably that. be good for me, and yes. then someone tells you to do it, and you're like, no. No, I wasn't ready then, but I knew, like, I was just like, no, no, thank you, like, don't tell me what to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, it was, I, I don't think I was ready, but I remember just watching and just knowing, like, uh oh, Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. But at that time, no, I didn't want to go and hang out with my brother on the mat. You know, like, hurry up and come to the car. We're waiting for you. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't ready. And then, um, 
Bill had told us to pick him up, and we go and pick him up, and it was actually not the end, it wasn't the end of class, it was just the beginning of class. So, <laughs> if you don't know Bill, miscommunication. that's Bill for you. Um, so yeah, so I ended up, after Fringia, kind of, he's really persuasive. Mm -hmm. So I got on there, and um, yeah, that's when it all started. I kept going back. How soon, or not how soon, how long were you training before you ended up putting it into action, real life action? Um, so my baby daddy, in and out of jail since I met him. So when I had started training, he had got into jail. So it was probably, I was 20, I believe, and um, started training. And it was probably, he was in there for, I want to say a little over a year or about a year. Straight this time? Straight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you got a full year of training yep. and you're going in two times a week? Oh, I was going in a lot. Um, I, I was probably like three to six, three to five. I was doing a lot. taking full advantage of it. Yeah. Still... By the time he gets out of that prison term, you're a wipeout still at that time. Yes. Right? So what would you say is from being a white belt to no experience, how much more power as a white belt do you have over somebody with no experience? White to black belt. A lot. So, so tell us... Mm -hmm. Tell us the story of how you put that into actual action and, and prove that to yourself. So, as I'm training, I'm just kind of growing my skills and growing my mindset and what I'm not willing to take anymore. So, I knew that, I knew it was coming. Like, I knew one thing I'm going to say and he's just going to, it's back to the, like, I just at that point already knew. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was, we were at home, I said something, or I don't know what I did, and he kind of... So, so, back up a little bit, so he gets out. He gets out. You guys get right back together. Yes. Does he have an issue knowing your training? Does he know your training at this time? Yes, so he doesn't like that I train with other men. Um, while I was dating him, he really didn't want me going to my family's house or hanging out with friends. So, of course, training um, with a bunch of men mm -hmm. wasn't something he wanted me to do. But he was locked up. I would, I would just, be, I wouldn't talk about it. You Correct. know. But I'm talking about when he's out. Now when that you guys out. are back living together or being together. Um, I don't really remember him like saying don't go. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know he didn't like it. Okay. I think at that time I was just like, well, I'll be back or, you know, bye. So you guys are living together. We were living together, yes. Okay. So continue. He, you guys are, you're training still. I'm He's training living still. with you. Mm -hmm. I said the wrong thing and he kind of pushed me towards the wall. I was able to get away from that and I was... Um, so he went to push you and kind of pin you up against the wall? Pin me up against the wall and I was able to get away from that. And he 
made the mistake of throwing me onto the bed and he was going to kind of get on top of me. And that's where jujitsu works best. Mm -hmm. So I had, I think he did get one on me though. Um, he did end up hitting me, but then I was able to arm bar him and he was just, all right, let go, let, like, let go. And then, um, I kind of just kept yanking it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't going to break it or go over, but I just wanted it to be a little sore. And then... wanted it to be memorable. Very memorable, mm -hmm. yes. And so that ended up him backing up and then was able to get back on my feet. And then um, we went at it. Like, it was just... That pissed so him you, off. So you... He says, okay, enough. And you're nice enough to let go of that arm bar where yeah. you could have easily broke his arm if you wanted to yeah you let him stand up and then he wants to go at it yeah. again no we went we went at it not it was everything it was like an mma match so you're throwing blows as well as he's throwing blows mm -hmm. and is a thought going through your head i need to get this to the ground so my my training it was kicking it just ended up on the ground naturally mm-hmm just naturally ended up on the ground and was able to do what I needed to do and he was tired. He was done. Was he didn't go that out. many rounds, yeah. So after and that So how did it end then? Just him saying Okay. Alright, okay. alright. Yeah. It was alright, alright, like, you know, enough. And you don't wanna was... punish him a little bit more? Mm, I think that was punishment. I think I did punish him. So what, in that very moment, you take yourself back then you sit and think in that very moment where you have now made this guy that has made your life a living hell and has caused you pain emotionally and physically, and now the tables have turned, what are the feelings that you're experiencing in that moment? It kind of felt like I could breathe, like, I remember that feeling. I remember getting up and I was like, I don't care whose blood is on me, but I feel good. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm done. Like, it felt good. It felt really good. And did you say, pack up your shit and kick rocks? Or what happened? Um, I packed up my shit and I kicked and I left. Mm -hmm. Took, yeah, packed up all my stuff um, and I was done. And not only would he see you differently now, but you seen yourself differently now? Yeah. Were you, were you a different person? Can you say that? Completely different person. I put a new standard on myself that I won't let some guy put me in a box anymore. Mm -hmm. And like put these labels on me and make me feel this way again. That I wasn't enough and that I'm this and I'm that. Like, I get to decide who I am. And that was that was my mindset after just training a little bit. And what was your thoughts on jiu-jitsu? It's like... In that moment as well. As I was leaving, that like when they say jujitsu saved my life, like I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> you know, like, uh -huh. nah, man, like who knows? Like it would have progressed and progressed and progressed and my dumbass wouldn't have left or wouldn't have left. And so, no, it did. It changed my life for the good. It didn't just change my life because I'm alive, but 
it's done so much that I can't even put into words on like, or we don't even have enough time. So now you're one of the poster children yes. for jujitsu saving my life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny now, but you know, like what's sad is like, it's happening. It's happening now, you know? So back then it was like, what if, you know, like another thing that I get told is like, well, why didn't Bill and Jeff do anything is because I hit it so well. And that's the thing is like, you probably have no idea what people are going through or these young women or who knows men, you know, that are going through the same thing. Cause they are never going to tell anybody. I barely told Bill like a year ago, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. And you know, it's like, fuck, like, what do you do? Cause you, you tell your, you tell your brother and, and, um, or you tell somebody for them to handle it for you, which yeah. is a great resource to have. But it's like, damn, you think back and if you didn't get to do what you did in that moment, yeah, you very very well could not be the crystal you are today. Yep. If Bill or Jeff would have handled it for me, I probably would have got myself back with him or just, you know, but I didn't want to involve them. They were in the height of their career. I didn't want to be, it was my problem, you know? Mm -hmm. This time you're a white belt. They're probably, they're not probably, they are black belts, but many years over already at, yeah. at that time, right? Yeah, they would have got like attempted murder. Who knows how far they would have done, mm -hmm. you know? So no, I didn't want to let them know. They had no idea. You're done for reals this time. For real this mm -hmm. time. For real this time. What is, um, is kind of dating something you're even interested in right then? Are you going to take some time for yourself? What does the new and improved Crystal do after she finally conquered that? Okay, so I was with my baby's dad from I was 14 till 21. So I was going to be 21. Mm -hmm. You enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed my time. I was not wanting a boyfriend. I did not. That was the last thing from my mind. So I partied. I was a party girl. My whole 21st birthday. I'm just happy to be a part of that one. <laughs> That's, not, that's a different podcast. It's a whole different one. So, you're not looking to get tied down at that time? No. But you do end up getting in another relationship a couple years yes. later, right? A couple years later, I met him at the club. <laughs> at the club, posted. Posted up. <laughs> like, ooh, who's that? Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, I met a new one. And at first, all good? All good. All good. And you already have in your mind, I never let that shit happen again. Nope. What's happened in the past ain't never going to happen again. Correct. So this relationship's going all good. What Walk us through when do you start to see it turn? So he was a different kind of honeymoon. I was older, I, he was nice, he had his shit together, he had his own, he was mature, he had his own, you know, he had everything that I wanted in a man, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much what my baby daddy was lacking, this guy had, and he was a 
he was good. He all, you know, like he did teach me things. He was older. He, um, like, oh, like. You like them older guys, huh? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so yeah, so it was probably like six months into the relationship. Those, um, he would, I, he would, anything, um, there was certain things that he that would just make him tick, and then he, there was like a like a ten minute period where he would just say anything and everything to just hurt you, like just to hurt your feelings. And like after those like few minutes, there'd be like just you know I wouldn't talk. At first I talked back, you know, like I was like fuck you, mm-hmm. like you know like back at you, like fuck you. And then like I started noticing like what the fuck? Cause after literally like. There would be like a minute, two minute, and then he'd be like, hey, babe, so do I'm like, the fuck? You know, so I was like, okay, this guy's bipolar. But like, it wouldn't be like the whole, like it'd have that episode, and then it'd be like, you know, like regular thing. Like, you know, it wouldn't be like, oh, fuck you, you bitch, and da like throughout the day. And it was mm-hmm. just like that episode, and then cool. And then whatever it would take him off, cool. You know, like, it was probably like a year of that. I called it the demon. So it was pretty, it, like, whatever he would say, it would, like, to a point where it wouldn't, like, really hurt my feelings, but it would just, like, it was just, the demon would come out, I'd let him say whatever he needed to say, and then, like, two minutes later, like, oh, so what do you want to eat? So what, what made you put up with that after being in the relationship you were in? Yeah, you, you didn't feel uh, in danger, right? You never felt, mm. really, didn't feel in danger, you did? No. No? Okay. No. So... What made you be like, well, this guy's just gonna fucking spew everything out, and then after it, he'll be fine, we'll be able to go on with our day. Yeah. What made you say, be alright with that? I don't know. Like, it wasn't that bad. Like, to me, at that time, I was like, I have gotten worse. Like, yeah. this guy is not hitting me. Like, he's not control. Like, he's, he's fine. Like, in other aspects, he was helping me, like, in different areas of my life. And I was like, that's definitely worth it. Okay, so he has an episode, you know? Like, that's his episode. That's mm-hmm. not my episode. But, yeah, I mean, after a while, it just, fuck, all right, all right, you know? So it was just kind of like, well, these are the way we have our arguments, and everybody has them. Yeah. And compared to my last relationship, this is all this roses. This is great, yeah. All right, and you said six months good, and then a year of the demon? Or is that a year total of the relationship? It was a year and a half. A year and a half. Mm-hmm. So, did it start getting worse yep. towards the end? Yeah. Um, so, it would be when he would see a certain someone. Uh-huh. Um, that's when, you know, things would get, like, a little bad. Um, if this certain mm-hmm. someone used to have, um, I don't and know. This was a male or a female he would see? <laughs> It was a male, a, male, huh? a tall, dark, sexy, handsome small, male. Small, dark, and handsome. All right, keep, keep going. <laughs> when he would see that person, um, he would just he'd go. He would the demon would come out, but it came out a little bit. After a while, it came out a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I get car sick really easily, so I either have to drive or um, like I have to I have to take the whatever pill. Mm-hmm. So he knows that. So he. Um, one day, 
that person came up and we were gonna go somewhere and we were in the car he unbuckled my seatbelt he took me up to the APS and just started driving fast and I was just I had just and he rolled down all the windows I had just taken a shower so I'm just like yeah it was just like and he's he's a really good driver mm -hmm. so he do those like he knows how to do those like crazy turns donuts. like those donuts mm -hmm. and like so he do that and then it's on APS you know so it's scary and like the road by itself just driving normally would get me car sick so we came to he, he's like you're fucking getting out of my car and I was like no I'm not getting out of the car like you're taking me home like I'm not getting dropped off at APS and so he finally ended up taking me home um and I got out like fucking sick like throwing up like it was it was yeah and then shortly after you want to talk about that Shortly after that particular incident, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, you know, then after that he apologized. You know, my bad. Like, damn. and he kind of, it was like a joke. Like he was like, dude, I can't believe I did that. Like, my bad. Like, babe, I'm so sorry. Like, kind of like laughing about it. And I was just like, yeah, that was some fucked up shit. You know, mm -hmm. like, but it, I don't know. My mindset then was not like, cause he wasn't. I didn't feel like he was a threat to me. Um, maybe for whatever mindset that I was in, I just didn't feel like he was a threat. Um, so one time I pissed him off again, we were at his house and he took those little scissors, those little manicure scissors mm -hmm. and he kind of jabbed my stomach and stabbed me with it. And so I don't remember exactly what kind of arm drag I did, but I kind of grabbed his arm kind of took him down, pinned him, and he couldn't get me off of him. I pinned him to where he would, the demon was coming out, so he would say anything and everything, and he's like, get the fuck off me, like, are you a man or are you a woman, like, who the fuck are you, you're a man, I was like, hey, dude, are you a man or are you a woman, because he can't get me off of you, mm -hmm. and I was just like, at that time, I wasn't like, like, emotionally hurt, like, I was just waiting for the demon to leave, and then he was calm, and then I got up. And then our relationship didn't last. I don't even think it lasted a week after I was done. Well, it didn't get physical, but that one time. Yeah. Then. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so what do you think it was? Because I, you know, I feel it's real important that we like we grow a stage in our lives, and then because we've got to that stage. Sometimes we we lose focus on it's consistent growth that you gotta do. Yeah. So what do you think happened with you to where you ended up back in a relationship with a guy that was gonna attempt to cause you physical harm again? Because he was so different than my baby's dad in a lot of ways. That's I was like, oh, he's not this person. He's not in a he's not in a gang. He's not um, he doesn't go to jail. He doesn't um, he has different um, things going for him. So I figured he's different. But thinking back, he was pretty much the same um, because he hung around the same kind of people. His core values were pretty much the same. Um, he did, which was the lack of core values. Mm -hmm. um, 
he the way he I mean the way they treat their parents says a lot about them and the way those two treated their parents were the same the way they treated their family was the same the way they viewed women was the same the way they treated their friends their everybody was the same so essentially they were different but yet they were the same mm -hmm. so because i only looked at comparing that that one person to my baby said i figured like no i'm not gonna i'm not it's not he's not the same mm -hmm. but essentially yes if i looked at you know took the time to actually really compare like who who i'm really attract i was attract i was attracting those bad boys mm -hmm. and you said it didn't last very much longer after that episode mm -hmm. <clears throat> Now, how long does it go till you get into another relationship? Uh, how long was that? It was a few months. Um, I didn't want it. I didn't want to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to. I knew that I really liked this person, but I didn't. I was. I was fucking done. I was done. And so, um, this one particular person just kept going and come we'll on, let's do dinner. We'll call him like Prince Charming for, just for the sake of the story or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Prince Charming. So Prince Charming comes, sweeps you off your feet, right? He, he, <laughs> he was persistent. Prince was Charming very, is very persistent. Very persistent. And, and so... You, if anyone hasn't figured it out yet, <laughs> Crystal's my love, and we've been together going on seven years. Yes, um, he's my Prince Charming. So, <laughs> you did have your guard up for a while yes. when we first got together. Um, I know through your party stage, I was, had recently happened to just uh, been going through a divorced myself so I was actually out partying a lot and, and you and I had we had seen each other on multiple occasions we got to know each other very well mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's why you had said in the story a little earlier that when your boyfriend at the time had seen me around it would it would set him off mm -hmm. so back to us when we decided to you know well when I decided that I wanted you to be mine and that I was going to do whatever it took to make you mine. And you said, I finally got you to just give me one night. Let's go on a date, right? Yes. We're going to talk about uh, that whole date, yeah, are we? Well, it's got to be PG-13. So. <laughs> uh, but we... You know, we keep moving forward from that point, right? But you mm -hmm. do have your guard up for a while. Yes. I would always tell you that I was damaged good. Mm -hmm. That I'm not ready. And I was like, oh, that's just my time. <laughs> <laughs> I can but, fix you. <laughs> now, do you... Because it's not... Obviously, it's not always all good between us. Yeah. But there are times where... You know, we go through our, our hard times 
do you feel it's a world of a difference? The, the our hard times, because there's some, like there's some fucked up times that we've had, right? Yeah. Compared to the others, like what's now? What's the major difference with you and our relationship that we have that you're willing to open up and say, hey, this, you know, this one may be worth it, especially when you have all that baggage from before. Um, I think it's definitely was, uh, I mean, we've grown together. So like who I was then, if you were to date me then and want a date for me, like the, what was it? Like 23, 24 year old, it probably, it wouldn't, it wouldn't last a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but because we both learned, I feel like we both kind of grew in that area, but I feel like what is different is being able to communicate with you and being able to tell you like, whether it's about my past, whether it's sex, whether it's different parts of my life, like we can have that communication without it turning into an argument or turning into a jealousy issue or turning into like, something negative it's mm-hmm. more like when we talk and like we ask all these questions we're learning about each other so I feel like that's what's different is like we actually want to learn about each other and like learn who we are or learn who you are and you want to learn who I am instead of trying to mold me into a person that you want me to be and I think that's what a lot of times in the past relationships is I shouldn't be talking to other guys I shouldn't be doing this I shouldn't be doing that I this is who you should be. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with you, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. It's a, it's a little, little bit. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from, like, I, when you're talking about if we would have went out back then, it wouldn't have, we wouldn't have lasted very long. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't agree with you more, because I really, yes, we have grown a lot together, but what attracted me to you to even say, Hey, I want to make, I want to make her mine was because you did have that mindset. Now you had that mindset of you wanted to do better. You know, you were going to school, you, you were all, you were always working. You were a hustler. You didn't want people to be taking care of you. Like it was a, the person that I had met that I've known was, was had qualities that from your stories before you didn't have before. Yeah. So all those life experiences, you know, you, you did something with them. Not most people, most people don't. They just kind of keep on, keep on going. Yeah. And, and I think people have a hard time putting that, that link together, but that's why the solid foundation program that we're starting the things that we want to teach, it helps them put those links together. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that have brought us even closer is that we train together. And the, and the lessons that come from it. So, I know you're working on a six-week program for women right mm-hmm. now, right? Yes. Jiu-Jitsu is 
Is that what you're going to be teaching? Is just jujitsu? Is there other things going on? Or just no, it's a six-week program, and mm -hmm. it's an intro to jujitsu. So okay. it's a beginner's jujitsu for women. And Three what are week. what are the age ranges? Um, any age range. It's going to be happening in the evening. It's um, excuse me, Mondays and Wednesday evenings. So there is no age limit. Um, you want, I would prefer teens because there's mm -hmm. different ways to teach children jujitsu. So. Definitely teens and up. Okay, teens and up. Mm -hmm. Three days a week? Three days a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays, 7.30, and Saturdays, we're still working on it, but I'm pretty sure that it's 11. And how long will the classes be? About an hour. About yeah. an hour. And what, do you guys have a price, a ballpark price? Have you guys worked that out yet? I know you're still working on the details. of. Yeah, everything. we're still working on the details on that. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be somewhere between two to four hundred in that realm. Yes. Yes. Now, for those, for those um, women out there who might say, "Well, that's expensive," even though they've heard what it's done for you. Yeah. What can you say to kind of help them? That. Uh, as it looked to, to look at it as more of an investment rather than just a bill that you have to pay. Um, it is. I mean, it's just like if you go to the gym, you're not just going to use their weights. It's who you're becoming along the way. And jujitsu is not like any other gym. I've gone to different gyms. I've done different stuff, but it's it teaches you so much more. And this, like. There's memes everywhere that says, oh, you can get your hair done for 120 or how much was that bar bill and like all these things. If you were to just cut out that $5 coffee a day, like you're able to do it, mm -hmm. you know, but you're, you can afford what you want to afford, you know? So, I mean, if you find the value in it, then you'll be able, it's nothing. And what, if somebody comes and dedicates themselves to your class that you'll be putting on to your program your six-week program if they give it their effort and they they absolutely come in with the mindset of I want to learn what crystals teaching what can they look forward to walking away with after that six-week program after that six-week program you're gonna walk away with a set of skills that um, will help empower you you can walk um, I feel like the confidence that it builds is mind-blowing. It can, um, it's kind of hard to really like narrow it down, but in a six-week program, it may not seem like much, but it's it'll make a huge difference because then you'll know what jujitsu really is and how you'll feel doing it. And it'll, it's a self-defense, it really is. Um, you can go to a self-defense seminar and if something happens, then um, you're not gonna be like, oh shit, what did I remember? As that guy or, or girl is choking you, you're not gonna be like, oh, what did I learn that last month or two months ago? Mm -hmm. You know, it's muscle memory. It's something that you need to learn. You need your body to do over and over and over. Because when that happens to you, your mind is blank. Like, you're just doing muscle memory, what your body's regularly used to doing. And yes, I've had to use jujitsu in the streets when I was 21, a party girl. And it works. And it works. Work. It works. And from that, just 
from my experience as well is it is a hell of a workout that you get from it as yeah. well and the connection you make with the people you train with it's it's like a connection you don't really find no. anywhere else it's there's all different walks of life there's lawyers there's doctors there's students there's people that work in the service industry hairstylists mm-hmm. there's different kinds of people but their mindset is to better you and to better themselves like what more can you ask for a community and like people are trying to just be better to grow to be yeah. a better them you know yeah. like it just jiu-jitsu is fucking awesome <laughs> you know that's why also why it's growing so much like 10 years ago like i would put jiu-jitsu in the phone and auto correct to something else mm-hmm. they no one knew what jiu-jitsu was it's huge right now for a reason and if anybody has questions and they want more detail about your program where can they find you at you can find me at instagram i live in instagram um it's crystals uh underscore cooper and it's not with a k it's c-r-y-s-t-a-l underscore cooper um or hit me up on facebook and also for any parents who want to fit, find out more info of the Solid Foundation program for their teens or any teens that are interested in checking out the program, same thing, IG, uh, Solid Foundation program, underscore in between the words, Facebook, um, Solid Foundation program, and you could also subscribe to our YouTube channel and click notifications so you can stay up to date with all the interviews that we'll be having along the way. Um, and we look forward to working with people who want to come in and put the work in. Thank you. I hope you found a lot of value in that episode. If you did, please share. And also want to let you guys know that Solid Foundation has a GoFundMe page. So if you've been looking for a way to help support our cause, go there, link in my bio, and just click on the GoFundMe page. If everybody in the community who supports what we do donates 5 to 20 bucks a month, we can do much greater things than we're already doing. So please, go click and donate.